Shaq Master! Right. The Shaq Master! <laughs> I told you. Oh, God. You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. It's showtime. Welcome to P3 Radio. Here's your host, Josh Friend, Richard Mulligan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to P3 Radio. I'm Richard Mulligan, joined by my best friend and co-host, Josh Briley. Say hey, Josh. How's it going, everybody? I'm happy to be back with our 37th episode. <laughs> Not to be honest, I, I have no clue what number we're on right now. See, this will be 18. Are you sure? Yes. Well, all right. Whatever, man. Happy to be here. Well, we had 16 because 16 was reviewed by a few of our friends and said probably one of our better podcasts. And it was pretty much the Red Solvine show. So that was 16. I enjoyed it. And then Brian Christopher interview will be 17. And this will be coming out the day after Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, I hope everybody out there had a great Christmas and probably shrinking our numbers even more than what it normally does uh, because no one's going to be listening to P3 Radio, but hopefully they will be. Hopefully they'll be listening to P3 Radio on their new device that they just received for Christmas. Maybe so. I mean, one can only hope. Yes, you know, because we're out there on YouTube, so we're on everything. If you're on YouTube, you're on everything. Well, do you think maybe if we release, like, nudes or something that we would get more hits of us or somebody else of us oh no <laughs> don't think so at all we might actually end up owing somebody money yeah <laughs> get a lawsuit you guys scarred me for life and right. I, won't, I won't be able to work and uh won't be able to consummate with my wife anymore and it'll be all kinds of stuff it won't be good it would be a mess that's for sure well we're bringing you this episode of p3 radio as long as as well as the episode that you heard last week from the new P3 studio, P3 radio studio here in beautiful Bemis, Tennessee. Um, we finally got the house to where we can kind of get into it. Now, this doesn't mean that the studio has gotten all of the upgrades that it will get, but right now we're doing this with wind screens, so you won't hopefully have to hear us lisping into the microphone anymore. Wind jammers. Wind jammers. And we have a little bit of a, uh, a soundboard now, so you can hear us echo it up, it up every, every once, once in a while, while if you need to echo it up. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen. Yep, 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 yep. your planet, planet is being, being invaded. invaded. And, this and this is, is what, what it would sound, sound like in our headphones for the past 15 weeks, Josh. I mean, it's kind of like this. So anytime we talked, it wasn't this bad, but it was just this right here. And it would throw you off like crazy. Imagine, Imagine trying, trying to, to talk, talk and hearing yourself, yourself two seconds, two seconds later. later. It's, uh, it was very distressing, that's for sure. Yeah. So anyways, we're here at the P3 Studios here at overlooking Bemis, Tennessee. We have a nice view of a couple of little sites here in Bemis. I feel like Sting in the rafters. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully this will prove to be more productive for us. Well, at least more comfortable and more steady. Yeah, you know, we won't not have having to, to unhook and move like gypsies. Or nomads week. or 
anything else that's not so racial, you know. <laughs> Gypsy is not a race, just oh, to inform you. Okay. It's a group the, of people. The more you know with Josh Briley. We're going to do that as a segment. How about that? You give us a random fact every week. Fact? Give you a random fact. Give me a random. We're going to fact check that. We're going to fact check it. <laughs> but, no, but no, we're here, and uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to have some more stuff to talk about, but... What should we do first? We should probably go to a commercial break, right? Maximum health and fitness. No, let's do something else. January 6th, 2018 at the Carl Perkins Civic Center. Get ready for an elegant evening that packs a punch when the second annual Black Tie in Boxing, the fight for a cure, comes back to Jackson. You won't want to miss out on this great night benefiting the JDRF. For ticket information, go to blacktieinboxing.com slash tickets or blacktieinboxing.com. Black Tie and Boxing, January 6, 2018 at the Cole Perkins Civic Center, Jackson, Tennessee. It's fight time. We're stuck in the world, it's late. Nobody's around you at home. So you turn on the radio. It's raging. Giving advice. Welcome back to the show. This here's old Ray J giving advice, and today we got a good show lined up. We actually have a letter. Timmy, can you hand me the letter? Thank you, son. This letter's here from Mike Mayer from Bigsby, Oklahoma. And Mike writes, What are the keys? to a successful marriage in today's society? Well, Mike, that's a real good question. I'm going to try to help you answer it. In my opinion, I think in today's society, it's all about communication and compromise. Now, for example, if she takes too long to bring you a beer after you've done asked her to go get you one, you communicate and you tell her, hey, next time, maybe you'll speed it up. You know, wink, wink. And the compromise is it probably won't happen because in the end, she's just slow. Or if she burns you cornbread and it tastes like it's been cooked in a bottom of a homeless burn pit barrel. Well, I mean, you just talk to her, tell her, hey, next time, wash the temp on them white beans in the cornbread. And got me all flustered. I don't know whether I'm cooking white beans or cornbread. Either way, something got burnt, and I compromised and I ate it. And another thing, if she, you know, you send her to the bait store when you want to go fishing, and then she comes back, with some worms and you trying to go bass fishing woman I need crickets there ain't no compromise in that and I am communicating to you what I need but anyways Mike it's all about compromise and 
communication, and that is the key to successful marriage. It's been Ray J giving advice. Ray J giving advice. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. Welcome back to P3 Radio. Day after Christmas. We've got Josh Brawley and Richard Mulligan right here. Hoping you didn't have a shitty Christmas. <laughs> you know, Christmas time is the number one time for suicides in America. Why do you think that is? Uh, theories uh, that it's. You have so many people that are surrounded by family. And I'm not talking any of you into it right now if, you, if you're if you on the ledge, you know. Or are you? I mean, if you're listening to our podcast, you're pretty much one foot there anyways. But I would hate I would hate for anybody to say in their suicide note that P3 Radio talked me into this. I mean, it'd be hella good publicity for us. All publicity is good publicity, right? Am I right? But... Don't agree with me on I that I mean, one. you can ask Ozzy. It helped him. Killing somebody? No, you remember... Um, the bat? No. They had a thing, <laughs> and um, it was... Uh, I think it was when those two guys killed themselves listening to Metallica. <laughs> I just and, love the background here. Yeah. And the the guy, the lawyer that was on uh, the, the family side or whatever... Sugar he said, there's subliminal messaging in heavy metal music. And he said in one of the Ozzy songs, there was actually a part to where you could hear, get the gun, shoot, shoot, like in the background. Huh. And they played it in court. And I'm going to be honest, I had the, the CD itself. And it's there. I only had a Nerf gun, and I shot myself with that thing. <laughs> <sighs> that wasn't really where I thought we would go with that c- Christmas song. But if you're listening to us, this is the day after Christmas. It's December 26th. And you haven't killed yourself. Yeah. And this will be the last show of the year for us. The last show of 2017, if I'm thinking about it right, right? 7 plus 6 is 13... So yeah, that's gonna be. There's not 33 days in December, so this will be the last, the last show. So since year. when are there not 33 days in December? <laughs> since like last year. Oh. Okay. okay. So this will be the last show of the year. Maybe we should do some kind of end of the year review or award show. Maybe. Who we, we could maybe get like who the best guest of the year was. Well, we only had like. 18 weeks of shows so okay so there's possibly you know at least 12 13 possible awards that could be given out <laughs> <laughs> an award a week whether we want to or not mm-hmm. no i mean i think 18 weeks for a podcast we've done pretty good with that i think that's not bad 18 weeks is a pretty good number of of shows, pretty good number of shows. I'm not saying I'm going to quit or anything. I, don't, I know that sounds uh, bad. Yeah, my portfolio's full. I'm done. Eighteen's a good stopping point, right? <laughs> we just got this studio up. Uh, new year, new advice, new yeah. new life. I don't guess we've even talked about that, have we? Have we talked about the studio on this one? 
Well, uh, <laughs> yes, in the intro. Yes, okay. All right. Well, we'll cut that part out. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> I lost. I everything. look over your, your faces like this. We're running back into where we left off. Shitty radio. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Well, listen. Um, All right. I think there's three times in a relationship. <laughs> three Are major. you going to edit this? I guess. You want me to? Well. <laughs> I do every week. I know, but I'm saying, are we good? Or we're not going to need to start. Are over? you about to start yelling racial <laughs> slurs? <laughs> no. Are we good? I just want to know if you go cut this part yeah. out. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, edit every week. Well, Elvis is listen, looking at you, by this, the way. This is what yeah. we're going to do. Do you wanted to talk? <laughs> you wanted to talk about. Um, Elvis is giving you those F me eyes. Look at it. Maybe that's how you see his eyes. <laughs> that's I don't low. see those words in his eyes. What do you see? He's looking at you. What do you see? I see, hey, uh, you know anybody I could get some uh, pain pills from? That's or the maybe, word. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's maybe some Elvis. amphetamine. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, maybe give me a peanut butter butter banana sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Here. Uh-huh. Here. <laughs> Christmas in the toilet. Mike Mayer. <laughs> you find me face down. You know Elvis didn't die on the toilet, right? Where did he die? <laughs> he fell off the toilet. <laughs> died on <laughs> <in> the floor. <laughs> uh. Well, my bad. <laughs> that was a bird case of hemorrhoids. He was on the shag carpet on the floor. <laughs> I just got depressing. Yeah. So, anyways, speaking they are. <laughs> speaking of hemorrhoids, there are three times. If you, I don't know if you'll agree with me on this one, but there are three major instances. Instances of a relationship. And the third's probably the most important in any relationship. So bear with me on this, and I don't know if you'll agree with me on this. The first one for a couple is going to be the engagement slash wedding. That's a big one, right? Like at the same time? No, I mean, well, I mean, sometimes there's a shotgun involved and... You know, people have to do what they have to do, you know. How uh, did you go about getting married? Shotguns? <laughs> Mike yeah, Mayer? Yeah, yeah, Mike Mayer. <laughs> no one's going to understand what that meant. I mean, it was a long, drawn-out thing that we found that was not funny, and it made us laugh, but it didn't play back very well. Well, we just kept saying Mike Mayer, and I don't know why we thought it was funny. Because you were saying Nightmare, and I thought you were saying Mike Mayor. Well, there you go. You're all caught up, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Mike Mayor? Mike Mayor. This is Mike Mayor. And we're slipping right back into the crappy show that we just erased, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But um, 
Oh, there we go. Did we do this yet? We're eight minutes in. So there's three times in every relationship. The first is the engagement slash wedding. The second time, what would you say would be the second biggest achievement in a relationship? And I know you know the third, so don't just... I'd say buying a house. (laughs) Okay, so there's four. There's four major moments in every couple's life. You're just making up the rules as you go? Yeah, why not? All right, so... Buying a house is up there. That's on the list, right? What would you say else is on the list? Would you say the top things in every relationship? Top would, five answers on the board. I would say name something that is a big accomplishment in a man and a woman's relationship. The first body you bury together. Show me the first body you bury together. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, all right, now Josh, we're going to talk to you. If you get this wrong, the Anderson family will have a chance to steal. Josh, what would you say? I'm going to go with... Three seconds. <laughs> All right, what would you say, honestly? Would be... Like milestones or what? Yeah, milestones. You've got the engagement. You've got the wedding. You've got buying a house. I mean, having kids. Having obviously. kids. All right, so what would you think the fifth thing would be? And probably the most important thing... And I know you know, but what would you say the fifth thing was? Your 40th anniversary. No. The fifth thing would probably be the first fart slash dump in front of... That might be the number one answer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! Number one answer of of the category. <laughs> of, the, of, the, the, of the... Of the... Of the... Of the well, thing. You know, honestly, when you do that, it changes the game. It really does. When, when you're if able to, you do it to, at the wedding. You really change the game. Exactly. When you're able to f- freely take a dump in front of your significant other, I, I do. But I just shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I got. We got to get out of here. We got like 15 seconds. I was having eggs for breakfast. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Go ahead. But I mean, it, you've crossed a bridge that you cannot cross back. It's like you burn the bridge once you. Uh, take a dump in front of your significant other. Look, it changes the game, and no matter how hard you try to look at that person as, you know, like, uh, oh, she's so hot, and this, this, and this, there's always that little, that little t- that tiny little yep. thought in the back of your head, yeah, that's what she looks like taking a dump. You know, I, that's love. That's what love's all about. Being able to take a dump in front of someone. Got stuff all over my windscreen. But no, yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things. And it's supposed to be like the most natural thing ever because everybody poops. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's a thing, right? Everybody poops. Do you know somebody that don't? You ain't going to know them for long. They ain't going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> everybody poops. So why is it that that's such a big thing? And see, you're like me. You're a private pooper. Oh, yeah. I mean... I can't poop around any. Like, did you ever poop at school? Because our school didn't ha- didn't have the doors on the uh, 
on the restroom stalls. Man, if I if I did, it was only just a handful of times because I think taking a, a shower and pooping and stuff like that. Yeah, that's all. Then oh, that'll get you kicked out of the shower real quick. That's all in. The, Stop her taking a shit in there, Bradley. <laughs> the vulnerable, the vulnerable, the 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 the, the, the vulnerable, vulnerability. <laughs> You're almost there. Sound it out. I, I'm trying. Vulner- you feel the most vulnerable. Vulnerable. That's Vulner- what I'm saying. Vulner- Come on, get the word. Vulnerable. No, not vub. Vulnerable. Nope. Vulnerability. Vulnerability. There you go. You don't get fucked in the shower. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no. I I'm am s- shitting in here, ladies and gentlemen. I'm saying. Why do you say, ladies and gentlemen, in the shower? You feel the most vulnerable. Whenever yes. you got your pants around your ankles, taking a dump, yeah. or you're in the shower. I guess it's because you you have to be so relaxed doing yeah. either of the two. You have no support if you have to fight. Right. Like, literally, no one's going to help you, and nothing's going to cup your balls so they don't jingle all over the place where you're... <laughs> jingle getting, all the way. <laughs> Get that you're Christmas. getting the crap beat out of you. Yes, jingle. I'll have a blue... <laughs> I'll have some blue... Balls this Christmas. <laughs> Not for lack of sex, because Jimmy kicked me in him in the shower. <laughs> I was doing all right till I got kicked in the balls by Jimmy <laughs> in the shower. Last night. There you go. That was somewhere in there. But I'll have blue balls, blue, 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 blue balls. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Give me somebody to give me a Percocet. (laughs) And about 75 milliliters of vodka. Anyways, uh, the milestones. (laughs) Where are you going with that? I mean, I just think that's a big thing. I think everybody kind of remembers the first time they've had a kid, the first time they've gotten married, uh, the first time they bought a house. Those Those are big milestones, engagements. But I would say right up there, they kind of remember the first time they farted in front of their significant other. And most of the times, it was an accident. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those, you're walking through the house, you step on something the wrong way, your butt opens up in a new way that it hasn't opened up in a while, and it's like, oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> or, or you do that 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 little, uh, I have a cold sneeze. Ah, <laughs> Or you, or you have to be like, hey, can can I go to the restroom real quick? I got to pee. And you flush it while you're flushed. It's like. Oh, that was totally the sound of the uh, the 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 toilet. I don't I don't fart. I don't do drown that. it out. I don't do that. <laughs> Tried to cough it. <laughs> Mama, I think he's dying. He's coughing. His cough smelled just like crap. <laughs> he's dying on from the inside. Huh? He's only 25. I don't know what's going on. But no, I mean, I just think that, yeah, everybody kind of remembers that first time. 
that they that they farted in somebody and in, in somebody <laughs> the, the, you're going to take you this. ever farted in front of somebody before no you just wait till you're asleep you cut cup your butthole over their mouth hold their nose and you just let it rip you know make sure you're wearing an eye pillow you don't want to give them pink eye i mean that's important <laughs> or but, stank eye i mean how heavy of a wouldn't sleeper? that literally be giving somebody yeah. stank eye how heavy would have a sleeper would you have to be if somebody could just crouch over you and fart in your open, mouth, open up your butt, their butt cheeks, <laughs> lower it over, and you don't wake up until the actual fart comes? Oh, what would you call that move? That would be called the sneaky squeaker. Yeah, I think it'd be called a divorce. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say, depending on who you do it to, double homicide is what it's called because somebody's gonna be holding the camera that's accountable. You know, <laughs> but, but I think that's a, that's a big moment. Like I said, but you had something you wanted to talk about extreme cases of graffiti. Now we talked about this off air yeah. and you had told me that you had went to Illinois and you had seen a pretty good example. Yeah. I was wrestling in Illinois. I was working for this promoter called Mike Mayer and we were, <laughs> we were running through, <laughs> we were running through Illinois and, uh, we were riding with, I think it was my cousin at the time, and we paused, pa- we we paused by, we passed by this grocery <laughs> store. I think it was called uh, Blue Ox Grocery or Paul Bunyan Grocery. Anyways, it had a big statue about the size of a normal uh, telephone pole, maybe a smaller than a telephone pole, but it had a big statue of like Paul Bunyan out there, and he was wearing like uh, he was wearing like a camouflage shirt and some jeans and everything had an axe over his shoulder it's badass grocery store yeah and it had like the what was the ox's name the bell yeah they had bell out there with it and it was about the same size a little smaller and i think it was my cousin or her friend who was with her said you know what he's wearing an apron i was like well because it's a grocery store right And he's like no a couple years back some kids from high school came in and drew a dick on him all the way down his leg, all the way to like almost his knee and come back up. And we laugh and we're like, why didn't they just cover up? Well, they tried to cover it up. They painted it like two or three times and the dick kept bleeding through the pants. <laughs> so they had to put an apron on. <laughs> they had to get somebody to make this huge apron Paul to Bunyan cover up the, Paul the Bunyan's big dick that apparently he was having for the ox. You know, it's like, I think he's going to, he's going to have sex with that ox. <laughs> Come here, Bale. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Bluebell tastes yeah. just like the good old days. You know, it's lonesome and it's warm inside you. <laughs> I was going to say something totally different. <laughs> I was going to say, it's lonesome and cold out here and you're warm. I'd like to snuggle up to you. But it came out as I'm lonesome and it's warm inside you. <laughs> Sometimes my mind goes faster than my mouth. Uh-huh. You could you have to pay for action like that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> By the minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so what was your what was your uh extreme graffiti or whatever it was you were calling it? What was yours? Mine was it can't be beat. I mean I guess it could if it was replicated. If it was Paul Bunyan it could be beat. <laughs> man, there was um and you you may have seen it on your news feed, uh, you know, if you've been using google or whatever but pretty much it was this guy he's he was a doctor or a surgeon rather in england and he had performed i think it was at least 
two different liver transplants in 2013. Yeah. And one of them was a guy, one of them was a girl. He did the guys first and, you know, total success. Everything went off without a hitch. It was awesome. Well, the girl, that he did the liver transplant and her her liver never really acted right. Like she had constant trouble with, you know, like uh, a certain kind of test and, you know, she was feeling weird all the time. Right. It was, you know, it can happen whenever an organ transplant just whenever it just doesn't doesn't work out right. Is that insensitive? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. And um, they did a, um, I'm looking for the word uh, ultrasound or a sonogram or whatever to kind of look at the liver without cutting her open and going back CT scan. No, that's for the head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Either way. And they see the initials SB on this lady's liver. (laughs) And it shows up on the screen or whatever. SB. What the hell? You know, that's not right. And they realized the surgeon who did the transplant, his initials were SB. Nice. So they go to him or whatever, and they, you know, obviously they had to help the lady, you know, with her bum liver that he put in. <laughs> and Medical terms there. He, um, he totally admitted that he had taken one of them things that they close up blood vessels with, one of them uh, beam lasers or whatever it is. Yeah. And on, on both people in 2013, the guy and the girl, he burnt, he, you know, he burned his initials on their livers that he had gave them. Kind of like what you do with like concrete when you pour exactly fresh Exactly what you do with concrete. He did the same thing. Long story short, I love how you he's just, going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't anything that he did that harmed him in any way. Because the liver, uh, uh, from what I understood with the article... It was just bum. It was a bum liver. <laughs> it was a lemon liver. How you like that? Yeah. Lemon liver. Lemon liver. A lemon liver. Serve with the Mayer. side of rice and your choice of cold slaw. Get it today at Long John Silver's. Ladies and gentlemen, we got four ninety nine <laughs> lemon liver. <laughs> but it, it wasn't anything that he did. It was just the lemon liver. He did the right thing, told the truth. You know, yeah, I've been autographing livers. And <laughs> he's going to prison. Yeah, but I've autographing livers. He's straight up going to prison. Wow. For medical malpractice, I'm assuming. It, honestly, I think it's some form of assault. Like, that's how they some legally. Kind of mutilation type I, thing. I don't know. It's England, so God knows. We'll see what the Queen says. <laughs> He's been sawing bloody livers. He's been sawing his initials into bloody livers. He's been signing lemon livers. That was a horrible British accent, but <laughs> lemon livers, the more I hear about it, would be a great band name. Ladies and gentlemen, hold on, wait, 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 this is perfect time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, lemon livers. Thank you, 
two nights. <laughs> they only play one song. <laughs> yeah, they're not very popular. Oh. Well, all right. <laughs> Maybe it's time we take a another commercial break. What do you think, Josh? Are we doing Magnum Magnum TA Fitness right That's now? Or? Mag- no, well, I mean, we only have we have two maximum commercials. We could do that, but. Oh, I thought you were talking about we could actually get Magnum TA to do the maximum health and fitness. Wouldn't that be something? I guess. What do you think? <laughs> this is Magnum TA. I had a horrible injury. I couldn't wrestle anymore. Come back some health and fitness. Hey, it's Magnum TA, and I can only work out with one arm. But oh, whenever geez. you got two arms, you can go to maximum health and fitness. One arm, two arm, they take y'all. <laughs> That is so awful. Yeah, I know. know they should only take two armed people. And listen, <laughs> get out of here. Get. Like they think they're evil. Well, wouldn't it be hilarious if somebody thought that a no armed person was evil? Get out of here. How'd you even get in here? We have complicated <laughs> doorknobs. Get on out of here. Get. Chasing them with a tea Hit torch. Them with a broom <laughs> get out. Stop it. Get. Guy's like really good with his feet trying to block it. <laughs> <laughs> like an old kung fu movie. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> he can like open doors with his big toe and shit. <laughs> oh, me. Uh, how do they push grocery carts? With their mouth. <laughs> yeah. well, I bet that's so unsanitary. Yeah, probably. They've got to have some kind of like thing they put in their mouth to like. Like a mouth condom? <laughs> yeah. But, I, for lack of a better, like a potholder, I'm thinking. <laughs> One of those things you use to grip a jar of pickles and open it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a rubber potholder. Maybe you should look that up. What do... How do cripples... Well, I guess it'd be crippled. Just type in no arms. That's an... Yeah, N-O-A-R-M-S. Do you feel bad at all? No arms... No leg jokes. Hold on. Yeah, Opening, we're doing that. Open doors. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the third thing that popped up was no arms and I no leg jokes. I was falling and I can't get up. I don't have a clue what that was. <laughs> That's the like, intro to this website. What do you call a guy with no arms or legs lying in a pile of leaves? Russell. <laughs> <laughs> Is that like going to be, what is that? Welcome to Josh and Richard's Hawaiian Vacation. Russell. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back with a... After this word from Magnum uh, T.A. Magnum T.A. Well, I'm Magnum T.A. here, and I'm going to tell you something. The Porsche automobile is one of the finest mechanical machines that you could ever. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll be right back after this. This word from our sponsors. Don't fit. I'm going to have to buy new clothes. Don't drive to the mall. Take a trip down to 51 South Creek Drive in Jackson. See Matt Hoover and the gang at Maximum Health and Fitness. They will not only whip you back into shape, they will keep you in the clothes that you already own. Well, what are my options? Do I have a way to just kind of dip my toe in? Mention this podcast and you will receive a free trial membership. Well, that's it. Enough is enough. 
I'm heading there right now. Maximum Health and Fitness, 51 South Creek Drive in Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what the hell? Ladies and gentlemen. We're back. From the great commercial. We have Richard Mulliken in the hot seat. Richard. What's you up, said man? you had a topic. <laughs> you don't feel very comfortable doing these rejoiners, do you? Are you an easy lover? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get it. it that, that was the song for the very first WrestleMania. Oh, was it? Yes. Easy Lover? Yes. All the commercials that they had on it's TV like, was that. Did Pat Patterson pick that out? or? Oh, the Easy Lover. <laughs> you had to... With the guy in the pants yeah. down to the ankles yeah, and the movies. What you do is you find them uh, setting up the ring. Me, put the pants around the ankles to get the job. And a boom, 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 <laughs> you're in the Continental Champion. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had a topic. <laughs> so, you know, earlier tonight we were talking about we can't talk about certain things because by the time this show airs, it's going to be dated, right? Like we can't talk about what's going on in wrestling because we're going to be two weeks behind of the current product. So we have to start predicting. We no, not really. We'll be like wrestling soothsayers. It would be like if in the future there was a show on talking about events that never happened. It'd be like the Browns went sixteen and zero today. This show was filmed on August first of two thousand sixteen, mm. <laughs> and you're, you know that never happened. You know, so we can't really guess, but. What we will do, if you will type in ATT predicts the future. So I don't know if you've ever seen this. There's this thing called um, back in when we were kids. Okay. So back when we were kids, there was this thing called AT&T's commercials that said, uh, don't believe us, you will. You know, what if you could do this? What if you could do that? Well, this was in 1993. Okay. Vision of the future. Yeah. So 1993, we didn't really have internet, really, right? This is 93. Well, this we had is, Prodigy, but yeah, but we're just, not. We're talking about it was very basic. You had yeah. to have a computer. You had to be at home. Whatever. So this is some of the commercials that they put out in 1993. So just look at how like Nostradamus prediction type thing this is. Okay. For anyone wanting to follow at home, it's called AT&T, You Will. Yeah, I mean, there's a few of these commercials, so we'll we'll just skim through some of them, but it's pretty interesting, so. Have you ever borrowed a book from thousands of miles away across the country without stopping for directions? Or sent someone a fax from the beach. You will, and the company that'll bring it to you, AT and T. Okay, 
Okay, that smooth voice that's of Tom. That's what I'm talking about. How crazy is well, that? Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Maybe they told Tom Selleck, look, man, we know your career is winding down at this point, <laughs> but if you hang on, you will have a spot on future television show called Blue Bloods, and you'll always be in the game. Right. I mean... There was a big time period, though, where Tom Selleck really wasn't doing anything. Okay, so, so... Maybe they told him he had a job, too. So the three things that that commercial nailed, okay? They nailed online books from, like, Kindle, like, Amazon, like, online books, right? Arguably, that was already a thing at this yeah, point. Yeah, but this is 1993. Yeah, but it was already a thing. What was it? It was the internet. I mean, it was there. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, a big deal. Right, but I'm just saying you could already do that with, um, I think it was the Smithsonian's website. No, you had like discs and stuff. No, I'm saying at this point in time, if you were at, say, uh, a certain college in California that had internet. So, or, okay, so you're not, you're playing devil's advocate here. I'm just hate. saying that yeah. what they're showing. Ladies and gentlemen, playing the part of Josh today will be my wife. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. I understand the GPS part. They, they yeah, got We haven't got there yet, so go ahead with your book part. It was already a thing. Okay. It just wasn't widespread. Okay, so four people could get on the internet back in the day when this was shot and get a book. Gotcha. Well, I mean, granted, so they I, predicted books being over the internet. They predicted GPS. How, in cars. You know, in cars. And they got that pretty much correct. Like, like when to did we team. finally get GPS? Like, early 2000s, late 90s? Well, like like they were showing mounted in the cars, it wasn't until the mid-2000s probably. Yeah. A maybe, good 10 years down the road. Yeah, I mean, at least. And those look perfect. Like, showing yeah. you, like, that looked like a GPS screen on a Garmin or something. And then the third thing that it got was basically email or from your phone, like emailing somebody from the beach. Right. They said fax, but, you know, this was before real emails were, I mean, emails weren't a big deal. For the four people in Atlanta that had a dial-up <laughs> connection, they were, I'll have to disagree with you on that one, Richard. But no, you know what I'm saying. So they have all kinds. Now, some of these are hit or miss, you know. Um, let's see what this one is. Have you ever watched the movie you wanted to, the minute you wanted to, learn special things? That's all taken from jazz. Now, any questions? From faraway places. So where did jazz come from? Good question. Or tucked your baby in from a phone booth. You will. And the company that'll bring it to you, AT&T. Now, can you imagine how futuristic this was for, like, 1993? I mean, how like, you're going to do this from a phone booth. Oh, I can't wait to do that. You know what I mean? How future? Now, they were a little off on how you would do it, but what were the three things they, 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 they pretty much predicted there was uh, video on demand, which wasn't a really big thing until maybe about 10 years ago now. So you're looking at this was 1993, what, 14 years ago? They're like yeah. five, six years off. No, 20, 20, uh, 24 years ago, 1993. Right. So, yeah, they were like way ahead of their time on video on demand. So they, they predicted that. 
They predicted online, online classrooms, Skype type thing. Right. And then with the phone booth, it was kind of like, well, you know, they, they didn't understand the whole cellular data. But thing. you would never think that a phone booth would die because how long they were around. You know? Right. I mean, it was the basis for Superman changing. Well, no, I'm saying. No, I'm saying that's how long they've been around. Legitly. I mean, uh, at least the 20s. Right. And It'd be then like they died out probably less than 10 years ago. It would be like 10 years from now if we're talking about, what if I told you that there's going to be these super highway tunnels that you travel down in your car, and then it was like all of a sudden when they figure out teleportation, and it's like you're traveling down a tunnel, but it's not the... <laughs> You know, you're not using a car anymore, but now we'd be like, wow, you're using a car? What do you mean? How are you going to do it? You know, you're talking about like trans, uh, transification of matter as no. far as te- teleporting? No, well, baby. Do you believe in that? Do you ever believe that's a possibility? You don't believe in teleportation? I'm saying like you could be sitting here, you have a thing that would send, that would beam you to like Tokyo with just a, a breakdown of your matter. And then a uh, rebuild, right? That's the basis. Yeah, teleportation, I believe. Yeah, I I think they're on to faster travel. I don't think teleporting is going to be a thing. You know what I mean? Never. Uh, The only way that it'll be a thing is if we're all computers and we're traveling, like basically like moving hard drives. You know what I mean? Where we're just sending data over the airwaves. It's the you know, unless we have like a surrogate that we're popping our brain waves into in Tokyo or wherever. I don't think it's that. I think it would be like the big thing would be how would you break down the matter of a human body? See, I don't think and you then would... distribute it somewhere else through whatever kind of channel that you could. I think I think that's the phone booth argument though. I think that's like you're teleporting and you're thinking you need a phone booth. I'm talking you teleport, not physically, but mentally, and you teleport your ideas, your thoughts, your visions, everything that you're like, even you're looking around, you would still physically be here, but you, your mind would be in Tokyo walking the streets in a surrogate, like robot type body. You're, you're saying kind of like the old uh, Wu-Tang uh, Kung Fu movie, the, the, the soul Jumper or well, whatever. Well, kind of like you're plugging yourself into the Matrix. To where the guy, he could meditate and get, jump out of his own body, like using his soul as the vehicle, and leave his uh, physical body behind, and then go fight other souls that have jumped out during the meditation process. Yes, plugging yourself into the Matrix. <laughs> where as you take a, means a cable. Of uh, uh, DDP yoga. No, as... <laughs> As means of you put this thing on your head, it puts you in this deep sleep, and you basically wake up in Tokyo. And your body is in wherever, getting fluids intravenously. So you'd have to be in a hospital to do it? No. So you'd be like Michael Jackson so you'd be like a having telephone the IV booth. thing at the house? Yes, you would have like a setup to where... So, uh- could you possibly put some more epinephrine uh, no, in there? It wouldn't be anything like that. still a little drowsy. But, I mean, if we're looking at futuristic things, I think that would be the way to do it. You wouldn't physically take your body and break it down and send it. You would just send your conscious. Hmm. I mean, that's just me. Your conscious Well, that's mind. your view of the future. Yeah, I mean, that's just a thought. 
on teleportation. I'm more more of like um, you'd almost have to do the physical because the mental part is is something that's really hard to harness. You could harness a, a, a human being by you know a body. So you're telling me how could you harness your your thoughts? You're or telling your consciousness? me consciousness. But how you're could basically your consciousness be harnessed. But you're basically doing it by breaking everything down and rebuilding it. But like, uh, oh, you're saying the conscious part yeah. would have to go somewhere. Yeah, I mean, basically, it would be like uh, imagine your mind is a hard drive, and you're sending information over a email or whatever. If you're sending that information online, you could basically send your your whole hard drive to a different location, and then just pop it in. Like it would be like taking a hard drive out of your computer. Taking it to the same computer 300 miles away and popping it in, and it's still going to work exactly the same. Well, what you're saying, I could just go off the basis of if we're that advanced, then we could probably beat age. Yeah. Have you not heard of that theory, though, about the guy that said in the future we'll be able to uh, download our entire thoughts, everything into a computer and basically live forever? I guess like mechanically maybe, but you got to have somebody to run the shit. And yeah. Supply power to everybody. other robots to the grid. Did you hear about those two robots? They hooked up to talk to each other and the robots were talking, not robots, but computers. Yeah. They were talking to each other for like a minute. And then all of a sudden they just transferred over into this language that only those two computers knew and they were communicating and the people couldn't figure out what they were saying. They got freaked out and unplugged them. I did hear something about that. It, only thing I just kind of read, it was a general outline, said they kind of went rogue or something, mm-hmm. but that's that's uh, scary. Yeah. Have you seen that robot? Well, I mean, I, I've probably talked about this before, but, I mean, seriously, they're like Elton Musk and some other folks. I mean, Elton. Elton. Elon. How, was that his name? <laughs> Elon Musk. I'm thinking. Hold me close, young town of dancer. I was, I was thinking to somebody else. I got good ideas. I'm pretty smart. Either way, Mr. <laughs> Elon, Elon Musk. Elton Musk. <laughs> I had this other, other, other thing. That picture. sounds like a weird Avon cologne. Hi, Elton would you like Musk. to try some Elton Musk today? It smells like Vaseline and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the zoo. <laughs> oh, Did you say geez. Elton? <laughs> I meant Elon. Not, not, not Elk, Elkin Musk. <laughs> no, you said Elton. You said Elton. I said Elon. Mike Mayer. Mike Mayer? Either way, you just literally made me forget. El- Elton Musk was telling you something. Go ahead. Yeah, I emailed him. And <laughs> It was him and uh, a bunch of other, you know, people of that kind of uh, stature. They were trying to pretty much get laws passed that would prevent, uh, you know, the advancement of artificial intelligence like that because they say that eventually it, could, it would be really bad as far as like giving them a means to develop like what you were talking about their yeah, own like language, a, their own and communication, going rogue and you know not being able to control them right have you ever seen this right here it's the robot dog please remember yeah jeez uh, oh, i hate ads this robot dog thing they have right here have you ever seen it yes, it's the uh, thing nightmares are made out of yeah i've seen that i guess it was a couple years ago yeah 
I seen that one, but there was another one. Um, oh, that it's was the same one. Last year, it, no, I'm talking about a different one. This one can jump and all kind of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, this the same one, same dog. Because they're gonna do more stuff with it here. And see, they kick it and it. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! I will kill you. Oh, son of oh, son of. A <laughs> Very deer-like. I am climbing a hill, and. Climbing, climbing, climbing. If you saw one of those things coming at you, what would you do? I'd ride it. <laughs> I would. I'd jump on it, I'm and I would try that to. Thing. That thing that might kill me, I'm going to ride it. What is it going to do? Kill you. Retract a hoof <laughs> and bust you? I don't you? know. Something that looks like a dog and moves around like that, that can get around like that quick, that you can kick and not knock it off. See, it hit a step there, and it misstep, and it just kept climbing. That is creepy. I can only hope for something like... Look at like that thing run! A, uh, Fast and the Furious, where they they could shoot your car and turn off all the electric uh, electronics to it or whatever. That would be pretty cool, you know, for defense. What if that one just, like, climbed on the other one and started humping it? That's kind of <laughs> what I was talking about. <laughs> I think it's going to start... Messing around, but this or at is least just started smelling the other one's butt. <laughs> well, what would you call the butt? I guess the back part there. This is called Sea Robot Dog Run, by the way. If you're looking it up on YouTube, it's like the beefier version. <laughs> it's the pit bull of the the robot dogs. He's not as quick, but and he's got a freaking air compressor. You can hear him. Coming from a mile away. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you have the technology to have an air compressor, you could probably have some kind of air compressed bullet or nail Poke a or damn hole in one of his lines, and he's screwed. Yeah, but, I mean, where are you going to find it? Well, I'm riding on him. I'm going to find Exactly. <laughs> You're up there. Do something about it. This is it. why you lost your job at the zoo, by the way. Riding the tigers? <laughs> I'm going to ride that tiger. I'm going to do it. Put a stake around in front of him, like on a telephone, a uh, fishing pole, on a telephone pole, <laughs> on a fishing pole. I'll hold it in front of him. It'd be he'd fun. You just, just walk all everywhere, everywhere. Basically, AT and T got a lot of stuff right. Well, the sound of that music means that we have reached the end of today's podcast. We'd like to thank everybody that was a part of P3 Radio today. And if they want to follow us on Facebook, Josh, what do they do? Search Pop Poncho, and you're bound to find us on the short. You can go on YouTube and type in P3 Radio, and you'll see several of our interviews on there. And if you want to go to Twitter, you can follow us at P3 Radio 1. Well, once again, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us here for P3 Radio. For Josh Bradley, I am Richard Bowen saying good night. <laughs>